Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. And yeah, um, I had, I think, two weeks off, something like that. And I'll be honest with you, I don't feel any more rest rested than I did before. Um, I did take my test. I did pass my test, and I won't go into the whole thing, but uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to pass my test because I made some pretty silly mistakes, like not turning my bottle on before I went into the building when that meant my mask sucked to my face and I couldn't breathe and I had to go back outside and reset. That's a kind of a no, no when you're a firefighter and you're going into, you know, burning buildings. Fortunately, this building wasn't on fire, but regardless, uh, it doesn't look good when you do that and you have two battalion chiefs staring at you as you're doing it. Also, my hands were so sweaty. I could not put my hands inside my glove, but other than that, I think I did okay. And, uh, I passed, so I get to move on. So that's a positive. Not everybody passed. So yeah, I mean, just imagine. Um, so this week I wanted to do a little bit longer show, but here's the thing. Um, I took my test and then the next day we went to Vegas because my kids had a piano recital and their piano teacher lives in Vegas. So this was really more just so my kids could take part in in something that all the other students get to take part in. But because we're in Arizona and everybody else is in Vegas, we did our own little recital there and then we came home. And my wife's friend and our my friend, she teaches them for free over Zoom and um, I thought we thought it was important that our kids get to participate in some sort of recital. So we went there, we did a little recital over Zoom for the family, and then we came back home. Uh, that was not, I mean, it was fun watching my kids, don't get me wrong, but that was not super relaxing. I went to work, and then I came home, and we have a Murphy bed, which is a bed that just kind of folds up into a cabinet. And we got a new mattress, and my son's like, can I sleep on the Murphy bed tonight? And we're like, Sure. And he was doing little boy things. And somehow there's this facade on the front of it that makes it look like cabinet doors. And they're very heavy. Um, somehow he managed to, I don't know if he was jumping on it, if he slipped and fell on it, which is unlikely. Or if he slipped and just kind of hit it just right. But somehow he managed to knock all of the mounting brackets off this thing. Like, like it was it was a significant amount of damage to these four panels that sit there. 
So that's what I've pretty much been doing my entire uh, days off is fixing that Murphy bed, which I'm almost done. Uh, I have a few more pieces that I have to fix. And some pieces, I got a new 3D printer uh, a week ago. Some pieces that I think I'm going to try 3D printing. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, uh, that's a, that, it's been <laughs> what was supposed to be a very relaxing couple of days off before I go back to work again has been a nonstop until I go to bed just doing things that a I didn't have a chance to do in the weeks leading up to my test and have kind of built up b normal things and c we'll just call it my son um and just to give you just give you an idea how my day is going and this uh exhibited some very colorful language from me uh in order for the murphy bed to stay down i have to put weights on it so i got some dumbbells and i'm walking to the uh room to put the dumbbells on this little um, uh, like the little stand that it sits on so that it won't float up while I'm working on it. And I dropped one of the dumbbells on our tile and I chipped a sizable chip out of, of tile. So now I have to pay for somebody cause I'm not good at tile. I have to pay for somebody to come in and fix my tile. <sighs> Honest to God, I have a very good life. Um, just in the last couple of weeks, there's just been so many things that are just like they pop up and they cost money. Everything seems to cost $200 right now. And it's very frustrating. But moving on again, I got no complaints. You guys just happen to be my sounding board at the moment because I'm very frustrated. All right, let's do this. Workhorse, they're a company that builds, you know, delivery vans. They they wanted to build like a hybrid pickup truck, but I think they put that plan on hold. So effectively, what they're building right now are EV or hybrid. Uh, work trucks, delivery vans, kind of like what you'd see at FedEx or UPS. Anyway, um, their Q3 2020 results showed some significant losses. They reported $565,000 in sales, but they racked up $9.8 million in losses, which is, you know, significant. I don't know how much runway they have or how much money they have lying around and how many more years they can you know, continue to take a nearly $10 million a quarter loss. But, uh, you know, for a young startup, that's a lot of money. But Workhorse, they kind of expected to deliver three to 400 vehicles in 2020. And unfortunately, what happened was COVID. And then there were some battery constraints, probably due to COVID, probably also due to the rare earth metals needed for batteries. Is kind of, they're kind of in high demand right now. So they missed their targets, unfortunately. Workhorse does hope to deliver somewhere between 1,800 vehicles, somewhere up to 1,800 vehicles in 2021. So hopefully that will be the case. They do have some significant orders. One uh, group, and I can't remember what the company's name was, they actually ended up ordering uh, 500. I'd never heard of them before, but uh, they ordered 500 of these or pre-ordered 500 of these work trucks. So that's good. All right, let's talk about Hyundai. Hyundai is teasing 10 new EV models by 2022, two of which are going to be Ionic models, and one of those Ionic models will be a crossover. And we're going to assume that the Ionic 5, which is a mid-size crossover, and will be released in 2021, is that crossover that they're referring to. So far, there's no word if the any of these future Hyundai EVs will land in North America. I'm sure some of them will. Who knows if all of them will? 
Um, I'm guessing you're going to see a lot of these in South Korea, of course, China, and then some parts of Europe, kind of the Nordic countries kind of thing before we'd see them in the U.S. Maybe one or two will come here, but I don't think we're going to see all 10. There are some additional hybrids that they announced, but I don't really talk about hybrids or ICE vehicles on the show, so we're just going to move on here. Rivian is showing off some of the colors for their R1T and R1S. So there are 10 colors total, and I'm very partial to the Rivian Blue, the Compass Yellow, which I don't normally like the color yellow, but this car looks really good. Red Canyon, Limestone, L Cap Granite, Midnight, and LA Silver. All of these colors are beautiful, and they're just kind of muted a little bit, which makes them stand out. It's a really good look, uh, to be honest. So out of the 10 colors they showed off, I like seven of them. So I would call that a success if, you know, I'm just measuring it by the colors that I like. Rivian did announce that all launch vehicles will come with a 300 plus mile battery pack. So that's great. That Keep in mind that's launch vehicles. That's not all of the vehicles that they're going to eventually sell. The R1T, which is the pickup truck, will be released in July 2021. And the R1S will be be released in August of 2021. So just a month later. If you want the 400 plus uh, mile battery pack, then you need to wait until 2022, which is unfortunate. And then if you want the most affordable version of the R1T or the R1S with a 250 mile range, that will be announced sometime in 2022. So... You know, you got a while to wait if you want those ones. Let's jump into some Tesla news here. Tesla is gearing up to ship the update for the 2021 Model 3 Standard Range Plus, and then eventually it'll work its way to the other vehicles, I'm sure. Um, they're trying to get these vehicles out to the customers before 2020, the end of 2020. So we talked about this with Jessica Kirsch uh, a few weeks ago, what's all coming to the Model 3 update, the 2020 update. Um, so I'm not going to go over that again. And I know somebody who bought a new Model 3 Standard Range Plus, and this jives with what they're telling me in terms of uh, delivery time. So unfortunately, um, that's a long way to wait, a long time to wait for a car. Uh, but I think they're going to be very happy with the results. And hopefully, with any luck, uh, I'll get to ride in it. We'll see. Maybe I'll get to drive it. I don't know. Hopefully. All right. We talked a few months ago about Tesla's RNA vaccine printer. So if you don't know, and I'm not, I, I did a whole explanation at the time, RNA is the sister molecule to DNA. It's found in, from what I understand, it's found in every living uh, creature in, in the world. So... CureVac has discovered a way to stabilize RNA and then have that RNA fight specific diseases within the body, which is really cool. And I don't even pretend to understand the whole uh, explanation. I mean, I understand the explanation I just gave you. I just don't understand the all of CureVac's explanation. But Tesla and CureVac teamed up to build RNA microfactories to produce vaccines for diseases like covid and it's called the RNA bioreactor. So right now, uh, they're on version two, and it's looking pretty good. It's not like 
this printer will come up with a vaccine for like COVID, for instance. But once you have a vaccine, you can replicate it very easily in this little RNA bio uh, reactor. And because it's a micro factory, it's not very big, they can be deployed anywhere around the world where they're needed. They don't have to be deployed in one specific factory. So if you need, uh, if you have a, a small uh, village in Indonesia, for instance, you can put that RNA or several small villages in Indonesia, you can put that RNA um, printer in a central place and you can start distributing vaccines out of that. So it's pretty cool. This may come in handy for Elon. Speaking of COVID, Elon has tested twice for COVID recently. He was having some flu-like symptoms, so he got a rapid COVID test, and the test came back positive twice. Now, the test also came back negative twice, according to Elon on Twitter, so the results are inconclusive. In any case, we wish Elon a speedy recovery. Whether he has COVID or not, that doesn't really matter. Um, He's sick, so we want him to be healthy, obviously. Up next, Tesla is going to repair the touchscreens in certain Model S and Model X vehicles prior, built prior to 2018. The problem with these screens is that they go blank and the driver loses access to the big center console screen, which is a problem because that means no radio, no navigation, no backup camera, no infotainment. Um, you know, it's kind of a big deal <laughs> to lose that screen. Um, I think eventually they do come back, but I don't, I don't know for sure. But anyway, the fix involves replacing an 8-gigabyte embedded multimedia card in the media control unit. They're going to replace that with a 64-gigabyte multimedia card. So it sounds like somewhere they're running out of memory, and maybe there's some sort of overflow error that happens. I don't know. It didn't go into that much detail into the article. Tesla is not aware of any accidents that caused these screen failures, but the NTSB, the National Transportation Safety Board, or National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, one of those two companies or organizations are looking into this uh, failure. All right, let's get to our final story, which is less of a news story. It's not a news story at all. It's more of a personal story that doesn't involve my family or, or my job or anything like that. It's, it involves a, a, a very nice um, experience I had this afternoon and at times terrifying experience I had this afternoon. I summoned a Waymo driverless taxi to my house and I rode in it. So I'm going to tell you all about it. But before we get to that, I need to kind of explain a few things. First, I actually took a video of this whole experience and I was going to upload it until I realized that it's pretty easy through this video and the maps that are on uh, while you're taking a ride on Waymo for people to find out where I live. (laughs) And so uh, I thought that probably wouldn't be very good for security reasons. So I can't upload the video. I will take a ride in the car somewhere that has nothing to do with where I live. And then I'll show you the video to that. But as as it goes, uh, you don't get to see the video, but you do get to hear some of the audio. And I'll kind of explain as the car is is driving me to my destination. So let's start with this morning. I needed to, you know, find something for my family to eat for dinner. And like any good hunter, and really, honestly, I'm not much of a hunter. I'm more of a gatherer. But like any good hunter provider. 
I decided to pick up my phone, summon a Waymo van, and go to Trader Joe's to get some food. Because Trader Joe's has delicious food. So I had to wait about 15 minutes, which was fine. I got my keys, got my shoes on, that kind of thing. I was waiting outside. And the car actually came close to my house to pick me up, which is insane because normally it either parks across the street from my house or it parks really far down the street, not anywhere close to my house. So it actually, between my house and my neighbors to the north of me, it parked right there, which was decent. It's way closer than it's ever been in the past. So I walk up to the van and I hear this as I open the door. Good morning, Bodie. This car is all yours with no one up front. So honestly, for me, that was a nice little touch. So I get in the car and it takes off. And one of the things that makes me sick in the Waymo vans, because I don't get sick, I don't get car sick very often. It's actually pretty rare. Um, I can read, I can play video games in the car. I can look at my phone in the car. It doesn't bother me. But for whatever reason in the Waymo van, it makes me sick the way this car accelerates. So it accelerates faster than it feels comfortable. Um, It's not like so fast that it slams you into the back of your seat, but it's fast enough that you're like, "Mm, I don't like the way that felt. And this happens when you're at a stop or you're, you're at a stop position and you're going forward or when you're coming uh, out of turns, like it will go real slow on a turn if you're turning onto a street and then all of a sudden it just tries to go fast. Another time that this happens, like let's say the speed limit's 45 there's a car in front of you and they slow down to like 35. Maybe they're turning or maybe they don't know where they're going or whatever. They're just going slow. But as soon as they get out of your way or they start to speed up, then the car rapidly, not in an unsafe way, but will rapidly accelerate. And it's just not a very nice feeling for me. Um, in terms of the car driving on the road, it did a really good job of navigating all the parked cars on the side of the road and not hitting any of them. Um, there were cars driving in the opposite lane and that seemed to be fine. It kept about two car lengths, uh, behind the vehicles in front of it. So that was kind of nice. There was lots of room for it to, um, stop if it needed to. One of the problems is that the car decided to drive past Trader Joe's. So it could have made a left into the parking lot, but instead of making a left into the parking lot, it decided to drive past Trader Joe's, drive north of the next major intersection, and then go into a neighborhood and go, let's just say, east. It went east, and then it went back south, and it got back on that major road, Um and went to that same intersection that it just drove through, made a left turn, and then drove into the Trader Joe's parking lot. It was very bizarre. Uh, so you'll hear a little bit of sound from that. When you start to hear me start to panic, that's when we're in the intersection. You'll kind of hear me start to swear a little bit because it goes into an intersection and the light turns red and the car kind of panics for a minute and there's cars coming towards us and there's a car getting closer and then it decides, okay, now it's time to turn left in front of this car. Now we do this thing where it speeds up really fast.
Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, the driver's like an Arizona driver. Arriving shortly at Trader Joe's. So now we actually enter the Trader Joe's parking lot and there are people walking from other stores because it's kind of in a strip mall to their vehicles and there are cars turning and the car did okay. It was very cautious. It didn't make any like sudden movements. It stopped a lot, but it was okay. The biggest problem that I had <laughs> was because it, it dropped me off right at the front of Trader Joe's, like not in the front, but like right in front of the door. This was awkward because, like I said, it was literally in front of the door and I felt a little bit like a D-bag because, um, and a little bit like a rock star, because I'm getting out where people are are funneling in to the store. Like, I'm literally getting out and there are people trying to, like, navigate. I just hit my microphone, sorry. And there are people trying to navigate around me. Um, it It made me feel very entitled. I didn't like it. Um, and one lady was like, is there a driver in that car? And I was like, there is not a driver in that car. And she's like, wow. And I was like, do you want to go for a ride? And she said, no. And I said, okay. So yeah, went in and got my things. And then we had one little experience uh, on the way home, um, where there was a, a razor, like a side-by-side, uh, four-person razor. The guy was backing it in. Uh, kind of like a display on the side of the road, but he was a little bit in the road and the car didn't exactly want to stop. So I'm going to play a little bit of that and then we'll be done. Oh, that was much better than the last time. So I would not say we came close to wiping out this gentleman and the razor, but it was closer than I would have felt comfortable. However, if you are somebody that was looking at your phone while you were driving, uh, the car would have definitely helped you avoid uh, committing homicide. Um, but as it was, <laughs> there was nobody in the driver's seat, nobody to yell at, and all I could do was make little whimpering noises that you heard. So now you know... Uh, that's what I sound like uh, when I'm scared. <laughs> so, all right, everybody, that is it for me. If you want to uh, hit me up on Twitter, it is at 918digital. Uh, my email is Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital. Thank you, everyone, for er, listening to the show. Thanks to everybody who supports the show on Patreon. I really appreciate it. And I do have a Patreon uh, exclusive coming your way. I've been putting together the research for it and hopefully I'll be able to write that soon. Uh, yeah, that is that. I think that's it for me, folks. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Thank you all for your patience. Thank you all for your well wishes and, and support. I appreciate it on a level that you may never know. It means a lot to me to get the support that I do from uh, the folks who listen to this show. So thank you very much and have a wonderful and safe week.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.